Okay. Let this be a cautionary tale. As I go through these stories, let it be known that there is a common thread. I am not uh, telling these stories for my own amusement. These are not cautionary tales because they happen to me. They're cautionary tales because they, because when you add all of them up together, they tell a story. I've changed the names and locations of people, places, and things to protect identities of others involved in any of these tales because some of these tales are quite, quite, quite the, uh, Let's say, uh, they're dark. That being said, let's go ahead with episode one of Storytime with Captain Insano. And I'm not doing any breaks, no ad reads. Uh, do the ad read at stop. So... You don't have to worry about any of that. If you hear a pause, it's because dramatic effect or losing my or I lost my train of thought. Now I want to take you back to the year twenty thirteen. I was just moving back home uh, after uh, to be near my family after uh, a few endeavors didn't go the way I had anticipated. Failures and mistakes are only what you make of them. Remember, get back up if that happens to you. Don't just sit there and wallow. Um, however, when I went back to when I went back home, I misrepresented the day that I was arriving to my immediate family so that I could go spend a couple extra days guilt-free uh, with a couple of my friends I hadn't seen in years uh, when I got when I got back let it be known that in these days I was a pretty avid partier and I intended on partying because it had been 
three years since I had seen these people. So I arrive at the airport two days before my family thinks I'm arriving. And my buddy Gerald picks me up from the airport. This is uh, literally the day before my birthday. We go back to his place, get settled in, uh, and uh, he properly introduces me to his uh, to his girlfriend. Might have been fiance at this point. Doesn't matter. It, it, that that part's not relevant to the story. But properly introduces me to his. Uh, to his lady and then we get to catching up and drinking the next day there is a major UFC card and typically we'd go to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch UFC fights this time we chose not to. This time we chose to uh, just to just sit around, stay back, because it was a UFC on Fox card, so it was on uh, on free TV. And Gerald invites his brother uh, Revis over, and the, so me, Gerald, Revis, and. Uh, his lady get get to drinking while watching the UFC fight, and uh, one of Gerald's co-workers hits him up. Let's call him Michael. So Michael hits him up and uh, asks what we're doing. It's like, hey, we're watching fights, and Michael immediately is like, oh man, well I gotta get there. Like, let's hang out. So Michael shows up. Michael shows up wearing a tracksuit, a red tracksuit. Don't know why he's not Italian. Could tell he wasn't Italian. Uh, if I had to guess, he was some kind of Vietnamese or Hmong or Cambodian. Irrelevant, but just, uh, didn't make sense as to why he was wearing a red tracksuit. He mistakenly thought that when we mentioned fights that we were talking about boxing. He is not a fan of MMA whatsoever. He is a boxing fan. That's fine. I had brought boxing gloves with. And, uh... One of the activities that we like to do after we got a good buzz on was go up to the roof at this apartment complex and uh, and have ourselves a sparring sesh. Well, 
Michael is very keen on this idea, so we go ahead and go up there, and we're having ourselves a little bit of a sparring sesh. After, I want to say about half hour up there, uh, Michael decides that he wants to have a boxing match with the birthday boy. And I'm pretty much up for anything, and I don't mind if I get the crap kicked out of me as long as it's fair. And uh, I'm like, sure, why not? And, uh, you know, we go about three, four rounds before I, I, uh, I say I've had enough. And I just want to go back downstairs and enjoy the rest of my birthday. Well, you go back downstairs, drinking commences, gets a little bit, gets, gets pretty, like, at, at a real level, gets pretty intense. And, uh, Michael starts talking about some of the, uh, I don't know what, how else to describe it. He just starts talking mad shit. That's the only way I can, that's the only word I can, and it's not even that he's insulting us directly, it's that he is talking about everything that he's into, all that he does, even though he works with my buddy Gerald, and we know that there's probably no way that he's telling the truth, but we indulge him. keep drinking and uh, it gets to the point that Gerald is that Gerald knowing the tolerance that he and I have is trying to drink Michael under the table so that he passes out so it keeps on going going to the kitchen getting a drink about every two minutes and uh at one point, Michael asks if I asked me directly if I've ever been involved in "quote unquote" the game, and I, being a couple sheets to the wind at this point, make the mistake of of responding in any way that makes him think that I have any idea what he's talking about. I should have ignored him. But, uh, you know me. Said, what, you mean Coke? And I thought I was being funny. He wasn't laughing. He's like, what if, I, he's like, what if that's what I mean? I'm like, well, it's my birthday. You want a party? And he's like, he's like, I don't run that kind of operation. So now apparently he runs the operation. As opposed to being a player, like he was trying to say earlier, now he runs the operation. So now his story's changing. Thing is, you can't trust somebody who's shifty like this. So I, I mean, I try to, you know, try to ignore 
and he's sitting there, and he's, you know, he's trying to back me into a corner, he's being intimidating, things like that, and at, uh, at one point, uh, with how aggressive he was being, I was gonna let, however the night ended up, end up how it was going to without endangering anyone else because not only did I have a sense of impending doom so did Gerald and so did his uh, so did his girlfriend who had locked herself in the bedroom by this point Revis had had been long gone however uh, when we spoke to him the next day, he said he was getting some weird vibes from the beginning. Well, maybe he should have spoken up because it would have skipped a lot of this. So, at one point, Michael tries to drag me outside. And, like, he's not, like, physically moving me. But he is definitely standing in an intimidating manner. And, uh... And trying to direct my attention to leave the apartment. And he, I don't know if he, uh, if he's aware of what he's, of where he is actually at at the moment. Because he keeps on naming different cities that aren't even within, that aren't even within 30 minutes of where we're at. Saying, and so... That being the case, I figured, whatever, I will go outside with him to to make this phone call that he says he needs to make. Which, I didn't, I 100% did not believe him when he said that he was going to get me in good with his guys. And I wasn't interested. I just wanted to not start a fight in somebody else's place on my birthday. Start what? So, start heading towards the door. And my buddy Gerald being the genius he is when it comes to street smarts at least, and situational awareness, puts himself in a position in the apartment where as soon as Michael opens the door and I attempt to follow him, he shoves me out of the way, slams the door, and locks it. He then informs me that he knows that Michael has a gun in his car and that he didn't trust him not to try to shoot me. It took about 30 seconds for Michael to realize I wasn't coming out. He came back and he tried to open the door. Door wouldn't open because it was locked and bolted. Starts pounding on the door. We ignore him. He pounds for probably about... Hmm, 
five minutes before he gives up. Leaves. Tries calling. Uh, Gerald doesn't answer the phone. Uh, and then he... And then, uh... And then he sends a threatening text message to Gerald. At which point, uh... Somebody had alerted the police to a disturbance in the apartment complex. At that point... Gerald informed Michael that the police were on their way or were in the complex because he had heard about it in one way or another because they shoot out blasts at that place uh, to everybody that's in the complex. And he skedaddled. Come to find out, after dealing with the police that night, and then in a couple of follow-up scenarios, Michael had multiple warrants out for his arrest for uh, uh, for narcotics violations, where he was, and also for assault and battery, and then also assault with a deadly weapon. So, I want to say I literally dodged a bullet without having to have one fired at me that night. But the moral of the story is, if somebody comes to your door wearing a tracksuit, don't let them in. There's no way that they're there for any sort of, for any good time whatsoever it's just a power play if you have if you've had any experiences like this I'd love to hear about it go ahead and send me a voice message or a text message at 740-280-6915 you can also shoot me an email, captainsanococaine at protonmail.com, or hit me up on Twitter, at CaptainInsanos. But until next time, stay woke, stay thirsty, stay safe, and God bless America.